Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hey, y'all. Seven Rooms in Heaven is back. We're brought to you by the Armchair All-Americans as a part of the Armchair Media Network. There is but one game left this college football season. And it's the granddaddy of them all. It is I, Rob Paul, the Armchair Scout, a.k.a. the next Alabama player to flip-flop on a declaration. And with me, as always, is AJ Go Tigers Marchese. Go Tigers. (laughs) You said it wrong. Today, we're going to talk declarations, 2020 NFL draft prospects from week three of the bowl season, and then we'll preview and pick the national championship game. Let's hit it. Seven rounds in heaven with my baby going out to Vegas, maybe. Looking for a young or a two-o. Don't draft a running back on the first day. Don't draft a running back on the second day. Maybe draft one on the third, or don't. Let's go seven rounds. Let's go seven rounds together. Let's go seven rounds forever. And that's a song. I don't know about you guys, but for me, a game is ten times more exciting when I'm putting my money on it. Sometimes I have a gut feeling about a matchup, and sometimes I'm just betting on my team because they're my team. Regardless, whether you've been betting for years or you're ready to play for the first time, my bookie is your best bet this season. If you're the kind of guy who likes to bet a little to win a lot, try a parlay. For instance, if you like a couple of the big favorites this week, parlays are perfect because they let you bet multiple games together for a much bigger payout. So, if you're going to bet this season, do the smart thing and go to mybookie.ag because no one gives you more ways to win. If you really want to support your team this season, don't just sit on the sidelines. Get in the game with mybookie.ag. And if you join right now, mybookie will double your first deposit. Use promo code CHAIR to activate the offer. That's promo code CHAIR to double your cash. Visit mybookie.ag today. You play, you win. You get paid, my bookie. Okay. Whew. The NFL playoffs are underway, which means the NFL season is finally almost over. Thank God. Which means the Senior Bowl is fast approaching. AJ, how many weeks? Uh, fuck, on the spot. Two? Yes. And, yeah, okay. Which you. means Jim Nagy and the Senior Bowl staff are putting out the final acceptances. They've had a couple guys drop out, some big names, kind of sucks. But that happens every year. AJ is always prepared for it. I never am. I like to get my hopes up. AJ is nihil... I'm a... I'm, an, uh, Ooh, okay. <laughs> I'm a realist. Okay, I was going to call you nihilistic. Um, anyhow, <laughs> I know. Uh, we got some big ones 
and we got some fill-ins. But let's start with the big ones. Maybe the two biggest ones. Uh, we got two quarterbacks. Two of the four that we're thinking about right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, Oregon quarterback Justin Herbert, Oklahoma quarterback Jalen Hurts. Wow, very exciting news. Well, it's relieving. Still hoping it's, that potentially they rounded out with Joe Burrow and Jacob Eason somehow. But uh, for now, um, this is perfect for both of these guys. Obviously, Justin Herbert is, I would say, firmly quarterback three for most people. Um, I yeah. know some have Jordan Love above him, but it being really close. Uh, this is the perfect setting for Herbert to lock himself into a top 10 selection. The physical tools are what everybody wants to see. Um, obviously, he's coming off the big Rose Bowl win. And I think one of the more uh, important things and less talked about things about Herbert being in Mobile is because there, there's questions about his overall leadership qualities and yeah. uh, maybe his, his maturity. There was a story about his lack of maturity recently, which seems strange considering... Um, how great a student he is and whatnot. Yeah. yeah like, he won the academic Heisman. But yeah. uh, just being in Mobile, getting to do the one-on-one interviews with teams, uh, also leading an offense, seeing how he is in the huddle, I think that's some of the best things he can do for himself are in those situations. Absolutely. I think, like, on field he's going to look really good. Yeah. Because he's going to look really good in shorts no matter what. His arm's going to be on display. Uh, 100%. All those off-field and just – leadership stuff is going to be the highlight for him like that's what he has to name. yes and i think the other thing is um when we get these quarterbacks uh with tons of physical tools who aren't necessarily mm-hmm. the qb1 or qb2 let's say josh allen for example the thing about herbert is he makes some spectacular ball placement throws so it's even more where with josh allen you saw the big arm but you yeah. saw the inconsistencies with accuracy but with Herbert, knowing how accurate he can be, like this could put, I mean, potentially, if you think about tra- uh, trading up for quarterbacks and whatnot, even put him in the potentially top five talk. No, I, I think that's fair. And I, I only think Justin Herbert's going to help himself. Yes, me too. And then for Jalen Hurts, it's kind of the same thing. Just seeing, I think more so with him, it's seeing the consistency from snap to snap with footwork throwing mechanics because you know he's going to nail the leadership stuff um in the huddle stuff the team interviews like that is his bread and butter with him it's just confirming that his improvements as a passer are consistent from snap to snap uh seeing solid decision making consistent ball placement and i think he can potentially lock himself into the into the day two selection um it would I honestly with the need for quarterbacks and the direction the league's going, I have a hard time seeing him get out of round three anyway. But I think a great senior bowl puts him into that that round two talk potentially. I I, I feel the same way, but his stock is going to be maybe the most interesting to watch in Mobile. Uh, what, what going into the week and coming out so, of the week? What yeah. about Shea Patterson? <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry, Shea. Let's see if you can get into the seventh round, buddy. But yeah, so obviously adding those two is huge. Those two with Jordan Love. Seeing all three of them next to each other, specifically Herbert and Love. Uh, this mm-hmm. this could be the week that Love, for some, overtakes Herbert. Or Herbert confirms he's over Love. So that's uh, I think that's a lot of fun. Hopefully they can add Joe 
Burrow uh, and Jacob Eason. Not that Joe Burrow needs to be there. He's going to be the number one pick, but <laughs> yeah, just because it'd be fun. It would be fun, and uh, we, we we like fun. Eason should be there, though. I, I, the only thing I think working against that would be um, if he didn't graduate, right? Because like yeah. he just well, has he, to graduate yes. to. And I assume, like, they have six quarterbacks. They usually have seven or eight. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Uh, also, accepting their senior bowl invites. Um, running back? Running back, I said. Memphis running back, Antonio Gibson. Just like last year with Tony Pollard, when he was the mm-hmm. tweener coming to Memphis, they list him at running back. They do the same for Antonio Gibson, a, uh, a fan favorite here at Seven Rounds in Heaven. Yeah, all of our fans love him. Uh, Gibson, Gibson's going to be fun to watch. I'm just there, so though. interested um, that they've listed him at running back because, to me, he's more of the receiver type than Pollard was. Pollard? Yeah. No, I agree with you. Um, Obviously, a dynamic uh, player after the catch um, mm-hmm. was just – oh, it, watch him against SMU and you're just going to have the time of your life. Has the big kick yeah. return upside. He's like 6'1", 220-plus. Cordero Patterson-esque type of player, I would say. And seeing him in a specific running back role, I think is very exciting. Saw some tweets saying that uh, scouts think of him higher now than they did Pollard this time last year. Which makes I sense. have him higher right and, uh, now than I have Pollard at this time last year, for sure. Mm-hmm. And I think that makes I, sense. And I think I, I was also a little lower on Pollard than I think a lot of people, but... And I was wrong. Yep. Yep. <laughs> or was I? I still want to see him catch the ball more. Yeah, hopefully with uh, Mike McCarthy, McCarthy and Kellen Moore. But uh, McCarthy was inconsistent using Aaron Jones in Green Bay, so. It's true. Hopefully Kellen Moore makes the moves. And even even Ty Montgomery didn't get to throw the ball that much to him. <laughs> Let him wear 88, too. That bugged me. That that was always your one issue with uh, Mike McCarthy. You McCarthy. said, I don't care that he's won a <laughs> Super Bowl. 88, get out of here. I think that's, that's the old line. Uh, one offensive lineman joining the group, uh, Mississippi State's Tyree Phillips, um, who's a massive offensive tackle. I haven't seen really anything on him, so it's kind of exciting. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wish Daryl Williams was there for just talking to Mississippi State <laughs> offensive lineman. But uh, Phillips, I believe, played uh, guard and tackle. Uh, in his time in Mississippi State, 6'5", 345, big boy. Um, and they've produced, obviously, mauling offensive linemen recently between yep. Williams, Elton Jenkins, and now Phillips. So that's that's a solid or interesting get, I guess. Um, Agreed. Defensively, they had Nebraska defensive tackle Darian Daniels. I think the, the most interesting of the three Nebraska defensive linemen uh, yeah, I also agree with you. I, I think just with the other two, I kind of know what Carlos and Khalil Davis are. With Darian Daniels, mm-hmm. seeing him in this type of setting, uh, obviously he was uh, the transfer from Oklahoma State. And, and the big problem throughout his college career was never like consistent production. It was just staying healthy. So oops. seeing him in one-on-ones will be fun. Uh, also, Tulsa Edge, Travis Gibson. Uh I'm not a big Travis Gibson fan, but I know there are some people who are. Yeah. Solidly built. I think he's a good um, run defender. Doesn't really do much for me athletically or with his hands. But, again, see him in this situation. Uh, always a plus. Um, mm-hmm. Two linebackers from the Big Ten. 
One's AJ's and one's uh, one's mine. Let's start with AJ's. Michigan's Kaliki Hudson. Going to be interesting to see uh, how they use him on defense there. Yeah, I think this is kind of a make or break week for his stock. I think it's so important that Agreed. he got this invite. Uh, a guy who yeah. obviously, what, two years ago had just playing in the same role that um, Jabril Peppers played. Peppers. He had mm-hmm. a fair amount of hype. He put up huge numbers and then kind of fell off the map a bit lately. Um, so being yep. there and seeing him, uh, I think, consistently cover tight ends and running backs, because that's going to be exactly. what he needs to do to yep. get himself drafted. Um, exactly. And then the the other linebacker there, he's, he's kind of a guy who I didn't know how anyone else gauged him, but I liked him over the summer a lot. Penn State's Cam Brown. Uh, mm-hmm. I remember you liking him a lot. Yeah, because he played... Well, you know I'm a sucker for a linebacker who's playing an overhang, uh, which is how Penn State deployed him a lot. Um, 6'5", yep. 230, really long, fluid guy. Uh, kind of lacks instincts and wasn't the most consistent tackler, but just moved mm-hmm. really well in space for such a long linebacker. So another guy who could really make a, a name for himself in Mobile. Yeah, agreed. Uh, and then three players in the secondary. Nebraska corner Lamar Jackson. I felt I feel like over the summer Lamar Jackson had some hype and it kind of quieted down maybe partially because Nebraska just didn't have a great year. Sucked. He he <laughs> yeah. kind of fits the mold of the the um, press cover two corner type. Uh, so seeing seeing him one on ones especially with all the great receivers there, um, seeing how he mm-hmm. holds up athletically, seeing his footwork and fluidity going to be big for his stock. I, I know he still got some pretty solid fans out there. Um, so let's see if he could put himself in the day early day three talk. Uh, and mm-hmm. then Wake Forest corner, Isang Basie. Uh, another guy who I feel like had hype and it kind of... Yeah. Um, he's a, another guy who I think athletic testing will be everything for him. Uh, I think he's a nickel at the next level. Much Agreed. much better in zone than man. And just seeing him against... These, the, the problem with some of these for some of these corners are how talented this receiver group in Mobile is. Where it's like yeah. we're going to have a lot of top 100 receivers facing day three to UDFA-esque hmm. corners. Hey, you know what? It's it's a big chance for a corner to show up. Though. Yeah, yeah, um, for sure. And that, that's not – I'm not trying to shit on the corner group whatsoever. Know, Obviously, like, we also have Christian Fulton there, for example. So it's not a bad yeah. corner group. And if Bryce Hall didn't get hurt, he would have been there too. Um, yep. Uh, finally, Maryland safety Antoine Brooks Jr., a guy I really like. Uh, the, the, just every time I watch him, just, I think, Morgan Burnett, like Packers Morgan Burnett, where he was playing that kind of hybrid linebacker safety role. He just mm-hmm. doesn't miss tackles. He basically played within 10 yards of the line of scrimmage at all times. Um, so for him, it's seeing him in coverage, obviously. Yep, for sure. Okay, declarations. We got a lot of them. Uh, <laughs> let's start with the big one. Tua announced he will be foregoing his senior year at Alabama and entering the 2020 NFL Draft. Smart decision. Yes. Um, I, I mean, everyone's talked about this ad nauseum already. Don't know what to add. I still think he's going to go top 10. That's all I got to say. Yeah. Uh, it, it, he wouldn't have really done anything for himself if he went back. Obviously, it's not even like it's a weaker quarterback like Trevor Lawrence and Justin Fields next year anyway. Yep. He is the QB2 in this class, basically, no matter what. Um, is. I, I think even with the injury, I don't see him getting into the top five. Uh, that Detroit spot at three is kind of the sweet spot for a team to trade up, maybe jump Miami for him. Uh, 
he can potentially I, I hope he lands in Miami specifically because he can he doesn't have to play. He can get healthy. They have Ryan Fitzpatrick mm-hmm. for another year. Uh they can load up with this draft. Obviously they're loaded with picks and next draft. So year yeah. two, Tua enters the the starting spot with some talent around him. Yeah, completely different football team. Yes. Like obviously it depends how Greer attacks that draft, but they could potentially quickly build it from one of the worst teams in the league to at least like a seven six seven win team pretty quickly. Yep. Uh, yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad he entered the draft. I mean, it, it it only made sense. Like going back to school didn't make sense. Like he's just gonna risk the injury stuff, and that's that's his only big knock right now, right? Mm-hmm. Also, declaring a trio of running backs: Wisconsin Jonathan Taylor, Washington's uh, Salvin Ahmed, and Virginia Tech's Deshaun McLeese. Uh Jonathan Taylor, no surprise at all. I think everyone just assumed this was the last year in Wisconsin. Yes, it, it it had to be. Obviously, all the touches, all the production. Yeah. Uh, yep. Potential top three running back, like likely one of the first four running backs taken. Uh, Probably. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, I don't think that shocked anyone. Ahmed kind of surprised me. It did too. It, it, I like Ahmed a bit. Um, up and up and down year, kind of injury yeah. prone year. Yeah. 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 Um. But a guy who could test really well. Exactly. There's rumors of his blazing forty time. Um, yeah, I, I'm again surprised. Like you, um, could help himself a lot in the process. Though. Also, I wonder how much Chris Peterson uh, stepping yeah. down affected guys like him, Jacob Eason, Hunter Bryant. I mean, Hunter Bryant the felt like he was guys. gone no matter what because he's so good. But um, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. Anyway, uh, and then McLeese, I thought was a kind of a surprising one. Yeah, that one's out of left field. Had a decent bowl game, though. Yeah. Uh, kind of like a part-time starter the last couple of years. Um, yeah. I, I, to me, he would have to test really well to get a chance of being drafted in this loaded running back class. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah. Uh, and then receivers, lots of them. Uh, starting with the big name, Alabama's Henry Ruggs, uh, Michigan's Donovan Peoples-Jones, Wisconsin's Quintez Cephas, and Southern Miss's Quez Watkins. Uh, starting with Ruggs, I, I think pretty much everybody's either wide receiver one, two, or three. Yep. Uh, likely going to be the fastest player at the combine. Yep. Uh, don't really see him getting into the top 20, and if he did, the Eagles would take him. <laughs> yep. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm excited to just, I guess, see him test, but yeah, he's... One of the best route runners in the class, the fastest player in the class. Uh, do you do you have a comp for him? Does anyone like just when you watch him? Do you think of anyone? Uh, Honestly, I, I I don't have an easy one for him. I just like talking comps about, especially just with the um, the I guess all four Alabama receivers really. It's interesting. Who, what's who's your comp? Uh, I, I have Tyree Kill. But bigger I'm, Tyree Kill, obviously. I think people forget yeah. how small Tyree Kill is sometimes. Um, it's, it's true, but just the combination of he can play inside, he can play outside, he can burn you deep, he can run routes on you too. Uh, just the that easy speed you you like to talk about where um, I forget what play it was last year. It was he, or maybe it was the first game this year. He took he took like a pass eighty yards, and you're just like it doesn't look like he's moving that like fast, fast but yeah. he's blazing by everyone because he's got easy speed. Yeah. Um, quick, who's your uh, comps for the other Bammers? Uh, for Judy, I have Ocho. Uh, okay. And then for um, 
I know the other two aren't in the draft. Devonta Smith, I have Stephon Diggs. <laughs> yeah. And then for um, Waddle. Yeah, for Waddle, I have Tyler Lockett. Ooh, cool. Yeah. I'm gonna, I like it. Thank it's you. fun. Thank you. Uh, also, I mentioned Donovan Peoples-Jones. How you feel? As a Michigan fan, uh, are you sad to see him go? I'm sad to see him go. I I, I just feel like he never hit his uh, full potential at Michigan. He, it's going to be interesting to see how high he goes. He is going to be one of the most polarizing players in this draft because Agreed. some people are really high on him. Some are – like, I don't think we're low on him. No, I'm not. But, like, we're not, like – like, Matt Miller said Second he's a first-round talent. I don't see that. Me neither. But I do think he's going to kill the combine. What, what, yeah, for sure. What I, works against him, obviously, with the lack of production is you don't get to see him in a senior bowl setting where you're seeing him in these one-on-ones where he could potentially be killing people yeah. and it was just product of the system at Michigan working against him. Um, yeah. So it's just kind of all comes down to the combine and, our, and, and, and the tape where he just didn't consistently uh, put up numbers for them. Exactly, for sure. Do you think he gets out of the second round? It's yeah, I do. I, I, do, I do too. Do. do you think he gets out of the third round? No, I'm gonna say no, but I'm. I, I don't know if I'll have a third round grade. No, I agree. I just think someone's because like, again, I think he's gonna he's gonna be just a combine. He's gonna look really dude. good. Yeah, exactly. And, and then yeah. someone's gonna just. I mean, back into the third round, he's there. Just you know that ceiling is still so high. The the floor might be mm-hmm. low, but someone's going to trust their their receiver staff or coaching exactly. staff. Sorry. Uh, also, <laughs> I said Wisconsin's Quintez Cephas, a guy who really came on late for them. Um, yeah, has some off field things. Uh, I, I believe was found. Was he found not guilty? I can't remember. Either way, it's not great. Um, but for them, the last, like, really down the stretch, the Big Ten Championship and the Rose Bowl Rose were Bowl. two of his best games. Mm-hmm, absolutely. So it makes sense to just kind of cash in on that. Yeah, no, I think so too, especially because you know Wisconsin, like, you're never really going to be a passing team, especially <laughs> under Paul Christ, so. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Graham Mertz next year, maybe. <sighs> True. Uh, and then Quez Watkins from Southern Miss, kind of. Every year, I think every year we have a kind of a surprise group of five receiver declared. This year it seems to be him. Last year it was uh, uh, Jalen Guyton from North Texas. We <laughs> talked about that off show with our, our friend of the show, Matthew McCune. Um, Big Mean Green fan, by the way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Watkins, I, I'm surprised because I thought he was going to be one of the best college group of five receivers next year. Another guy who catching off a big, uh, big bowl game. Yeah. Uh, the, again, the only thing that works against is this receiver class is so loaded. Like you've yeah. got to test awesome if you're a guy like him to really move the needle on for late day three pick. For sure. I mean, here we're cheering for Quez though, baby. Yeah, I mean, anyone with the name Quez. It's true. Well, we're big on Walking guys with the game. first name that starts with the Q. <laughs> I mean, that's actually accurate. So, uh, and then a bunch of good offensive linemen declared. Uh, starting with Alabama's Jedrick Wills, a guy who. Um, is at minimum offensive tackle three. For me, mm-hmm. he's currently offensive tackle two behind Tristan Wirfs. Uh, mm-hmm. Plug and play right tackle. Don't see him getting into the top ten. Uh, one of the meanest guys in the draft. One of the most pro-ready guys in the draft. Uh, yeah, not surprising. Obviously, Alex Leatherwood returned, but... Uh, Good for Bama. Wills is a guy who did 
so much for himself. Yeah. Um, it's hard to think of anyone at that position that did more, to be honest. Yeah, more, no. I don't think there really was. Uh, yep. Also, Fresno State guard Natane Muti, one of my favorite guys. Yeah. <laughs> I'm very excited, uh, but the issue with him will be health. He hasn't been healthy for a full season in mm-hmm. like three years. Um, but he, I think, has a chance to be maybe even the first guard off the board if medicals come back clean. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, I think I th- I, it's, it's, it's interesting because a guy like him and a guy like Trey Smith at Tennessee, if he declares... They're, they're two of the best guards of the class, but medicals, especially Trace Smith with the blood clots, uh, yeah. it'll be really interesting to see how that affects uh, where he's picked. That's a good point. Uh, also, Georgia's Georgia guard Solomon Kinley, they're, they're just losing all of their offensive line to the NFL. Um, yeah. uh, uh, to me, a day three guard, but really big, mean mauler. Uh, kind of surprised he declared. Same with Isaiah Wilson, but... Um, both, I guess both kind of just cash in while you can. Makes sense yeah. to me, especially if you're going to get selected anyway. Uh, yeah. The Georgia offense is probably not that fun for them to play in, so we'll see. <laughs> also, Michigan center Cesar Ruiz. One of your favorites? Yes, yes, for sure. I think this center class is loaded. I think there's it is. five to seven potential NFL starting centers in this class. He is one of them. A guy I would pound the table for even – I. I I don't know. He's a guy a lot of people kind of all over on. Uh, yeah. He's a guy I have in my top 100. I am a big fan. I am not as high on him as you are, but I saw the potential. I liked him, and I want to do more work on him. Let me ask you this. Uh, how many centers go before a guard in the draft? Ooh. See. I, t- tough question right now, I know, but. I'm trying to. Who do you think the first guard off the board will be? I'm not sure, to be honest. Who do you think will be the first center off the board? I think that's a pretty solid question. That's uh, Humphrey or Biotish, but well, yeah, that's was the question was one of them. Come on, <laughs> uh, I'll say Biotish. I think it's Humphrey. Uh, okay. They're going to be close. I think they're both going to go within three picks of each other. That's my bold prediction. I'll say if Trey Smith comes yeah. back with a clean bill of health if he declares obviously and has a clean bill of health I'll say he's the first guard off the board I think that's a good bet uh, I think Shane Lemieux is obviously another guy who will potentially be in that conversation I obviously mentioned Natane Muti Logan Stenberg's kind of a quieter guy to watch in that conversation as well I would mm-hmm. say those are the, the guys in my mind uh, hopefully I'm not missing anybody um, that are kind of battling, or uh, you know what? Even Robert Hunt, if we're calling him a guard, yeah, that's a good my point. boy, yeah. one of my boys. Um, but yeah, I, I actually, although it's not a great guard class, the guards I like in it, I really like. Like all the guys I just named, I, I very much am a fan of, big fan of. Mm-hmm. That's a good point. Um, yeah. Still, yeah, I think there's gonna be a couple centers before a guard. Yeah, I mean the two we named. Uh, Cushenberry's another guy who I think will scoot up boards as we get closer if he declares. Uh, Nick Harris is a guy I think is going to go pretty yeah. high, especially if this is senior bowl. Really great center class. Matt Hennessy, too. Shouldn't forget him. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he keeps helping himself, too. That's cool. A couple defensive guys declared. Mississippi State linebacker Willie Gay Jr. Uh, broke Mississippi State starting quarterback Garrett Schrader's jaw uh, and missed time for academic issues. Um 
I think just kind of, especially with the whole Mississippi State program kind of up in the air right now, so I think just a guy get out now and, of Starkville. Try, and try and make the NFL. Yeah. Uh, really aggressive. Athleticism is going to be everything. Testing is going to be everything. Um, yeah. A couple DBs, too. Utah, uh, Nickel, ja- uh, Javelin, Gidry, a guy who I was a big fan of over the summer. Um, I seem to love all Utah DBs. Uh, <laughs> I think the whole Utah team you love, to be honest. Yeah, it's true. No, no, no one tops Trail Bridges for me. But uh, yeah, Gidry, a uh, really undersized nickel who has. Uh, I, I I don't day three. I'm really surprised he declared because there really wasn't yeah. much talk on him. Um, yeah, I, I thought he would go back and kind of be the man for his senior mm-hmm. year with obviously Blackman, Jalen Johnson, and Bridges gone. But so yeah, so many guys in that Utah defense got a lot more attention than he did this year. Yeah. And, like, I feel like he just didn't get any. Um, no. So, that, that I don't know how high he'll go. I, like I said, I'm a fan of his, so I think he'll be drafted, um, at least at this point in time. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's a quietly really fun nickel class, though. Uh, Still pretty wide open. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, it also depends who you view as, as nickels and not obviously yeah. but i feel like if you ask like 10 different people who's your top nickel at this point you might get like 10 different answers oh yeah for sure uh also declaring temple corner harrison hand who i think uh fits that temple tough kind of corner mold mm-hmm. really w- long uh cover two press guy physical um uh, testing is going to be important I, I say that for everybody but um it is though you're not wrong yeah like he's a he's a guy who could sneak into the top of day three, I think. Okay, weird question. Uh, outside of the quarterback position, what's a player that testing isn't important for in the draft? Do you like this question, or is this Kicker? too stupid? No, give me a, give me a, like a, a good answer for what's the a real least player. important because it's important for all. Yeah, I know, but least, least important, important, like where a guy just bombs, but. I'm, I'm asking for a specific player who you think can go to Indy, not like oh a specific player. Stock. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah, yeah. I thought you were saying mm-hmm. a position group. Um, no, I'm just saying not a quarterback because it doesn't matter. Just right? someone. Okay, so a guy in this draft who I think is really good but could shit the bed, and I still don't care. Exactly. Ooh, that's a really good question. Uh, so I'm just looking at my board. Um, no worries. Take your time. We got all the time in the world. The listeners will enjoy this. <laughs> yeah, it's suspense. Mackay Becton. Okay, because <laughs> the size. Well, like he, he, well, I overreacted to Orlando Brown, and yeah, that's true. he reminds Lots me of a lot of him. And I think I shouldn't have overreacted as much as I did at that time. And uh, I paid for it. And Orlando Brown was quite good in year two. So, I, yeah. And I, and I really like Beckton Stapy, just throwing people all over the place. He's a guy who shot up way the fuck up my board. If we're just talking, he, did a lot for themselves this year. Yeah. Uh, Good answer. Thank you. Um, th- yes, thank you. Uh, or, I mean, Chase Young could just not test that great, and I don't care. Yeah. This tape's that fucking great. Uh, Becton was a better answer. I like that uh, one. Uh, okay, also declaring Auburn corner, Noah Igbonagin. I, I don't know how to say his name either, so don't look at me. Um, <laughs> had a kick return touchdown in the bowl game. Yeah, a guy who, who started as a receiver at Auburn, uh, played started uh, – sorry – Came to Auburn as a receiver. Started the last two years as a corner. Uh, big mm-hmm. return man upside. I think one of the best kick returners in the country. Um, 
really athletic guy. You yeah, you just mentioned in the bowl game. Um, I I want to see if Javaris Davis declares as well, but uh, me too. Because I think he's a more, an interesting nickel conversation guy. But uh, had a pick it, in the bowl game. Yeah. Uh, I'll call him Noah I, I think, is a guy who could uh, start to crawl up the boards as people dive into the tape and see how athletic he is. Yeah, that's a, that's a good call. Finally, two safeties. Iowa's Geno Stone and Alabama's Xavier McKinney. Uh, Stone, kind of surprised. Uh, I think he'll he'll be... A lot of people feel about him as they did about Imani Hooker last year, which is a really solid football player. Does everything pretty well. Physical, smart tackler, high IQ. Uh, mm-hmm. built built Iowa tough. Um, I think a day a day three safety for me in a, a weaker class. So you're not as high on Stone as you were in Hooker, though, right? No, 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 not at all. I, I really okay. like Hooker. Okay. Um, I know we both did. Yeah, I, I think Stone's less versatile. Uh, I think Agreed. I think Stone is not nearly as instinctual, but same similar mold in terms of just the physicality mm-hmm. and toughness. And Xavier McKinney yep. has a chance to be the first safety off the board. He does. Absolutely. Had a friggin' awesome year at Alabama. I think the best year of any safety probably uh, should have been uh, a Thorpe finalist over Grant Pitt, but hey. Um, and, and he had a huge, huge bowl game, too. He did. Spoiler alert for later. Oh. But yeah, so I'm happy he got in. Uh, we'll just shoot through some of these. Uh, I'll, I'll name them all and we'll just talk. talk you Tell me who you're most interested in. Uh, a bunch of guys staying. Texas quarterback Sam Ellinger, ULL running back Eli Mitchell, Alabama receiver Devonta Smith, Michigan receiver Nico Collins, Florida State receiver Tamorian Terry, Louisville receiver Des Fitzpatrick, Texas tackle Samuel Cosme, BYU knows Kiris Tonga, Alabama linebacker Dylan Moses, <laughs> Ohio State linebacker Baron Browning, North Carolina linebacker Chaz Surratt, Florida corner Marco Wilson, Georgia corner Eric Stokes, Ohio State corner Sean Wade and Georgia safety Richard LeCount the uh, third. There's two names that are more interesting than the rest. Okay, Sorry, let me say this: Who are you most surprised about? Uh, uh, Sean Wade. Me too. Yeah, I think uh, obviously we would have said Dylan Moses, but uh, I mean, <laughs> he said he was yeah. staying. Then he said he wait. I'm de- I'll decide by January or on January 20th, the deadline day. And then he decided yeah. again already. So I don't know what's real and what's not. Uh, but yeah, I think Sean Wade, a guy who was going to be a first round pick, in my opinion. Back end? <clears throat> I, th- I think he could have put himself in the uh, early 20s, even. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. Really physical, talented, played nickel, played outside. I, I, a lot of Denzel Ward to his game. Um, in. in- in his, well, not in his defense, but in fairness, uh, he'll probably go back and help himself. So. Oh, yeah. I think he, he's going to potentially be the first corner off the board next year. Exactly. So, good for you, Sean. Um, but part of why he's returning is because of the um, what happened in the, in the playoff game. So, that kind of fixed that rule, maybe, people targeting, yeah. I'm speaking of. Uh, I'm also pretty surprised. I, I guess surprise is the wrong word. Um, but excited that Devonta Smith's going back, so he can he, him and Jalen Waddle can yep. uh, just dominate uh, another year, and then Devonta Smith's the best senior receiver in the country next year. Uh, and, uh, and I'm happy Nico Collins and Tamori Ontario are both going back. Uh, me too. I, I I will say I was a little surprised Smith went back. Well, like not 
fuck, you're right. Maybe now they say it. Maybe I'm not. But <laughs> he could have came out and uh, went maybe the back end of the first round. So yeah, no, for sure. Um, also, I think Samuel Cosme is a guy who could have really built some hype up, uh, but he's going to be one of the best tackles in the country next year, competing for mm-hmm. offensive tackle too. Um, Terry's going to be really interesting um, next year. Yeah, and that's a bowl game too. He he's long, athletic, and can fly. Yeah. And he's with he's your boy. Watch. Yeah, he's my boy. No, he's with your boy. Oh, Nico, Nico Collins. What? What are you talking about? Tamora Terry's head coach at Florida State is your boy. Oh, I didn't hear the head coach. Yeah, Mike Norvell. I know. I said I never said that. I said he is with your boy. My boy. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I think I don't think you know what we're talking about. Uh, also, Boys. Surratt and Baron Browning are two guys who I think in a weak linebacker class mm-hmm. could have gone pretty uh, high yeah. among linebackers. Both really athletic guys, so I think that's big that they're both going back. Not surprised by either, though. No, no. Okay. On to superlatives. That was a lot of talk. My mouth hurts. It just confused about me calling people his boy. So Boys. I'm still confused with the word. College football, bull, week three, superlatives. Best freshman you saw. Uh, the correct answer, I think, unless I'm missing someone. Now, now I'm nervous. George Pickens, Georgia wide receiver. That's the correct answer, right? I don't know. I put Kayvon Thibodeau above him, but I put them both. Fair enough. They're both extremely good, and you can put Thibodeau every single week. I, I just uh, – uh, let's talk Pickens first. Mm-hmm. Georgia was without a lot of guys in, in their bowl game, the Sugar Bowl against Baylor. And um, he stepped the fuck up. Yeah, he had 11 catches in the first half. <laughs> yeah. Uh, kind of just dominated that football game, and it wasn't even Massive it game. wasn't even just like fifty fifty back shoulder stuff. Like his route running at his size as a true freshman was impressive. Mm-hmm. He's so smooth. Uh, yeah, he made Jake Fromm look good. So yes, he he had an awesome game. And then with Thibodeau, my favorite thing about how Oregon used him against Wisconsin was they were lining him up all over the place. He was lining yeah. over up up over Biotish at times, and uh, yeah. just his. Obviously, he's a freak athlete with great size, but the way he already is starting to use his hands as a true freshman has mm-hmm. me so excited. It's like, as a true freshman, he can win in so many different ways, and it's so impressive. Oregon's defense is going to be really great again. Between, like, obviously yeah. him, and then Javon Holland. Uh, spoiler, he's on my best sophomore spot, but damn, they have so much talent. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also put Samir White. Me too. Obviously, DeAndre Swift was like on a snap count, um, and James Cook went down early, and Zamir White stepped up, uh, redshirt freshman, uh, big recruit, has a history of torn ACLs, so that's kind of yeah. worrisome. But next year, him and James Cook will be – Georgia's always got two backs. It will be him and James Cook next year. Uh, I think he'll be the lead back. And uh, he just ran so friggin' hard and so physically. He's really well built. I think he's like six foot two fifteen already. Yeah, around there. So and then like I, I just like the way him and James Cook can potentially contrast each other. Uh, like like, mm-hmm. like White's the physical runner and Cook is almost like a a receiver the way they use him at times. Yeah, Cook they use industry. They use him pretty weird. Uh, I also put uh, Nevada quarterback Carson Strong. He's my next one too. <laughs> I think I asked you early in the game. I'm like, is Carson Strong good? I, I've I watched a couple Nevada games this year. He looked flashy but like yeah. the consistency was bad but this was a really good football game for him yeah he just flashed he's arm talent a lot yeah uh interesting um, guy he's with uh your boy jay norvell norvell yeah 
<laughs> what was he gonna say? Really well built too. Six four two twenty. Like interesting guy to keep an eye on. Yeah, no, he was a lot of fun. Uh, Anyone else, Rob? No, you. I'll throw I'll throw Jones Jackson because I love Michigan and I thought he had a pretty nice little game. Uh, the kick return touch, uh, not touchdown. Wow, the big one big kick return should have been a touchdown. I mean, I'm still griping about that loss, but <laughs> had a couple good kick returns. Four catch, fifty seven yards. Um, looked good against that Alabama defense as a true true fresh. Yeah, true freshman, pretty undersized guy. Um, be interesting to see. Michigan's got a lot of wide receivers, so. Well, Tariq Black's transferring. Use, so. People's Jones is gone. I know, but Nico Collins is good, so. Oh, is he? And Ronnie Bell. Ronnie, call me Reggie Bell. Did you get that joke? <laughs> no, explain it to me. Matt Miller said that Michigan's got so much receiver talent now. Nico Collins, Tariq Black, and Reggie. No, oh, you call him Reggie? Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> I saw that tweet, and I didn't register Reggie. Yeah. Uh, best sophomore? Uh, Pene Sewell, again. Uh, my number one is Joseph Asai. What he did against Utah was freaking unbelievable. He, three sacks, I believe. Six TFLs, three sacks. The game sucked, but he made me enjoy yeah. my New Year's alone watching him <laughs> dominate uh, <laughs> just everywhere. And this is the second time I think I've had him here. He's had flashy yeah. games um, throughout the season. Really yes. well built, like 6'4", 245, and just explosive and aggressive and nasty. It feels it feels like there's a lot of edge guys. He is he's not an edge, but okay. What is he? A middle linebacker. Oh fuck, I'm stupid. Wow. So I feel like there's a lot of defensive talent, Rob. Okay. I didn't watch the game. I had things to do, like a loser. Uh I also put uh alongside him at Texas, uh safety Caden Stearns. Mm-hmm. Who maybe a also, also not an edge, but he was everywhere making a lot of tackles. <laughs> Are you sure? Yeah, I'm very sure. He's defensive talent, though, right? I don't box scores together. I watch the games. <laughs> Fuck you. I had my best friend's wedding, okay? On, on New Year's Eve? That wasn't New Year's Eve. Texas, Utah sure was. No, it wasn't. Sure was. You sure? Do I have to double check this? Yeah, that's why I said I watched it alone on New Year's Eve. Seven thirty right, kick talking. at Utah, or not at Utah, but between Utah and Texas. Seven thirty kick New Year's Eve. I also put Javon Holland. He was amazing in the mm-hmm. Rose Bowl against Wisconsin. He just flies around the field. He's one of my favorite players in the country entering next year. Uh, oh yeah, it was New Year's. Yeah, Eve. Yeah, I know it was. That's why I told you it was. Uh, his IQ is awesome. He called uh, when Wisconsin was in the red zone. He basically yeah. set up a play to, I don't know how to say this, but he knew what was coming, set up yep. the coverage to stop them short of the sticks. I was really impressed. I love Javon Holland. I worked New Year's Eve. I know you did. Now it sounds like I'm making I, I could have told you that, but you just were so certain I was wrong that I just let it go. I forget what days are which during the holiday season, Rob. Come me some slack. Uh, do you have anybody else for best sophomore? I don't know. Uh, okay, well, I don't either. Weekday Warrior. It's <laughs> a bad Sick. show. This show started pretty solid. It's getting progressively worse. Yeah, because we, we use all of our good stuff for the uh, declarations and Bowl stuff. Yeah, I mean, we've already uh, got the listen from the listeners, so you don't have to finish. <laughs> yeah, let's, let's just tank the rest of this episode. Let's say crazy shit. Uh, okay, here's something crazy. The title of Weekday Warrior to me can only go to one man. 
I agree. So hopefully it's the same guy. <laughs> so yours first, and I'll just say yeah. That's what. I have. Lynn Bowden. Lynn Bowden, baby, absolutely, hundred percent. He was a true warrior. He's just quickly scribbling out Justin Herbert. <laughs> Fuck, it's Justin. No, I swear to God. Who else could be described as a warrior and played on a weekday? Lynn oh. Bowden punched a guy in the face and then ran for over 200 yards and threw the game-winning <laughs> touchdown against Virginia Tech. Lynn Bowden's the coolest player in the history of the NFL draft. Uh, let's criticize that interception, though. Let's break this down. Yeah, so I don't know I don't know how to talk about Lynn Bowden. He also had the second most rushing yards of a college quarterback ever, I believe. And, in like, and he did it in like eight games. Yes, something like that. Um, obviously, the receiver for Kentucky moved to quarterback after some injuries. Ran for like it's 1,400 so cool. yards. Uh, is the biggest badass in in college football. Uh, yeah. He's going to be drafted, I think, early day three. Well, I mean, I would draft him in the first round. <laughs> but Respect. obviously, he, he's a guy who is such a gifted runner with the ball in his hands. We saw that as he played quarterback this year. Um, and, and, like, that was kind of the thing with him at Kentucky last year was he's always so good after the catch. He's a really good return man as well. So, I, and I think he's going to test really well. Um, I don't know. Limboden's going to be a really interesting he is. scouting report because you've got, like, like I said, like three or four games of him playing receiver this year. Yeah, I'm... Is there any shot of him just being a running back? I I think no, but like, like I wouldn't want to use him there personally. Mm-hmm. Like I, but I do know. I, like I understand what you mean. Like yeah. like he, if you're drafting Limboden, you should have a package where he's doing stuff. Hundred percent. Like he's Taysom, just, he's Taysom Hill, but he actually plays receiver well. <laughs> I I like on draft night. No, it'll be day when he gets drafted. No offense, Lynn, but. Um, I'm excited to hear what position they announce him as. It probably will be a receiver, but still. No, when when the Bears draft him as a quarterback, it's a quarterback. Okay, respect to Chicago. Uh, okay, you said he was your only weekday warrior, right? Because Absolutely. it had to only be him. Same for me. Yes. Uh, okay, best prospect. Jerry Judy. Yes. That's my choice. Yes. Um, decimated Michigan. That's the word I'm going to use. Right off the bat, too. <laughs> Literally, yeah. Uh, <laughs> fucking ruined him. Six catches, two of four. That touchdown right off the bat. Um, hell of a performance. What a way to go out. What a warrior for playing in this game. Obviously, the, the big touchdown to start the game was super exciting, but I really love that. You know that crosser he ran where the ball yeah. was kind of placed low and slightly behind, and he didn't break, break stride. stride making that play? Uh, that yeah. just got me really excited. He is such a explosive guy out of his breaks his footwork is so fantastic obviously he's awesome after the catch as well he just seems so you're gonna draft him he's gonna instantly give you production because of his skill set like i don't know exactly how high his ceiling is but i think his floor is so high which is similar to the alabama receivers we've seen recently with uh, guys like calvin ridley and amari cooper uh, of the three, who has the highest ceiling? Your I think Amari, the, the, Amari Cooper is like one of the best college receivers of all time. Agreed. I was low on Amari Cooper. I feel right, but I shouldn't. I'm not low on Jerry Judy, though, so it's all good. Or really, I wasn't. Uh, did you put anyone else here, or did you put uh, I, I also put Jedrick Wills. I thought he had an awesome game against Michigan. Michigan's pass rushers. I mean, it could have been both Bama tackles, but Leatherwood didn't declare. Mm-hmm. 
Um, but yeah, Michigan's pass rush, Shade. which has talent, could not get to Mac Jones. Uh, yeah. Wills was just throwing bodies around, um, both as a pass protector and in the run game. I love Jedrick Wills. I think he's a really safe prospect. Uh, and I also fair put enough. Derek Brown. Yeah, um, fair enough. Uh, you know, it was like I put I put Derek Brown for outplay the box score. I was gonna as a, when I put him down for best prospect, I was like he could go there as well. Because like you know what it was, I looked yeah. at his numbers. I was like, I, the, in my head, he was so much better than these numbers say. It was like he had like five tackles. That's it. Yeah, but like he, it, it, so many ahead, so many times he exploded through the line so someone yeah. else could make a play. Dude, that's exactly what I was gonna say. It was like, like he was beating his man constantly, and like he made a lot. I, w- I don't know what to call him, like a tackle assist play. But then the the next guy didn't make the tackle often for, for Auburn. Yeah, yeah I, I I think it also worked against him that Auburn ended up losing. Yeah, and the defense Be- overall didn't look good. Yeah, because he was like carrying them. He, yeah, he is amazing. I feel again. Um, I think he is really, really safe. Like he is. The third player on my board right now, and uh, I, like, the, the top two are Chase Young and Joe Burrow. I agree because he he isn't he's very safe. Like this wasn't his marquee game by any stretch, and it's just again like five tackles and the the Auburn defense was bad, but it was still a really really good game from him. And I think with him, he's just got a skill set that allows him to play any interior defensive mm-hmm. line position basically because of his combination of power leverage. His arms are so long. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I just think you like he's like an Akeem Hicks type of guy. He's he's kind of like he's kind of funnily built, but like in a good way too. Yeah, well, because he's like stout, but like I said, his arms are so long. Yeah, he's like yeah, he's like <laughs> like stout but long. It, it's it's Derek Brown's awesome. That's all I got to say. Yes, for for sure. That's a hot take, AJ. Uh, <laughs> no. Do you have you don't have anybody else here, right? No, I didn't. Okay, shooting up the board, I mean, we're both going to the same guy at the top, I assume. Yeah, Xavier McKinney, baby. Well, he's no, second kidding. for me, but... He's up there. Who do you have number one? Tyler Johnson. Tyler Johnson. Of course, Tyler Johnson. But is he shooting up the board? We don't know, Rob. Well, we already but... had him so high on our boards, he couldn't shoot up any higher. <laughs> and he's so low on everyone else's boards that they won't move him out of spite. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. But, I mean, what a fucking game. Uh, 12 catches, 204, two touchdowns. I didn't think the one was a touchdown, but it somehow was because he's amazing. Um, he was winning in, like, so many different ways, too. Um, that's a good Auburn secondary. I, I Spoiler alert, that was my uh, prospect versus prospect matchup. Um, against Davis, who had the pick, like I said, what did we call him? Noah I, and uh, Dinson who had a couple tackles, but I, he cooked. He cooked that whole secondary. Yeah, I just can't understand how people don't think. In, in like, it, it's most of draft Twitter loves him. It's the people of like big media and just the rumors of how the NFL feels, just based off. Kind of what Jim Nagy said about him and not being a senior bowl invite. I still can't believe that. Just he is obviously there's he, he's well built. He's like six one two hundred. I think yeah. he's one of the best route runners in the class. I think he's got a wonderful skill set as a um, with his release repertoire. Uh, yeah. And then he makes some of the best combat catches in the class. I know he's got the concentration drops, but that's kind of like the one ding I have on him. And he reminds me so much of Devonte Adams. Like the dings, yeah. Like it's going to be concentration drops, and I guess athleticism, right? Yeah. Like, sorry, I, I should have said that too, because that's kind of like the one thing that people reference when they talk about why the NFL is low on him is. But athleticism. yeah, but like, look, this was an SEC defense with guys who will probably get drafted. 
And he was consistently creating separation with his route running ability. So, like, what's what's the issue here, guys? I just I wish they would put him in the Senior Bowl so we could see him against top corners and. Oh well, hope, I still have fingers crossed because he could be one of those guys that make the leap from the one Saturday. It could seem being that tough. He just guy, said right? such negative stuff about him, though. I know, I know, but Which I thought was such a strange thing. It's hard. It's hard to. Like, like what a game this was! Like, it's hard to tr- like. It's it would be hard for him to say that today. I think. Yeah, um, but yeah, it, I, I hope he just destroys the East West Ryan game. Me uh, too, and I hope he gets to Mobile. Yeah, fingers crossed until until he's not there. Uh, you already mentioned Xavier McKinney. We both have him here as well. Uh, he was just again everywhere. He, I felt this year Alabama just got more versatile with the way they deployed him. Yeah, that's a good point for sure. Um. Like last uh, last year, I felt like he was he was playing more like just regular two deep safety, mm-hmm. and this mm-hmm. year he was coming down playing some nickel, playing in the box a little more, blitzing a lot more. Yeah, had a sack against Michigan. Mm-hmm. He's just ultra aggressive, high IQ, another Alabama safety, and like not the same players that make a Fitzpatrick or an Eddie Jackson, but just another. With all three of those guys, the same thing that stood out with them is the instincts. The IQ. If you had, yeah, if you had to bet right now, would he be the first safety off the board? I don't know. I, I honestly, I'll say this: if I was a GM, I would feel safer taking him than Delpit. Like yeah, I think I'm, his floor is higher. I just absolutely. think Delpit has such a high ceiling. He does. Um, if I were to bet right now, I'd say he goes the first round. Oh Confident. yeah, he's he's not he's not he. Well, yeah. That's like saying, <laughs> stop making. If me- I were to bet right now, Joe Burrow is a first round pick, Rob. Okay, that one's a little too on the nose. All right, um, I can't get us out of this. Uh, who else is shooting up the board? Uh, I went with his teammate Najee Harris, who I feel like I've been lower on. Yeah, I get him somewhere else. Most. I was too. Uh, okay, okay. I feel I feel like we've talked about it before, though. Like we we, we both felt we were too low on like. I, what I, a month and a half, two months ago, we we started talking about how we were too low on him. He's a different yes. type of back than I think we realized at the time when we first dug in. And 100%. Alabama showcased him more in the passing game this year. Yeah, and he just is so much more versatile of a runner than I think I understood. Um, yeah, you put it perfectly. I 100 percent agree, and I kind of just felt like he was more hype than substance. I think that's what kind of got under my skin a bit early in his Bama career. And like you said, they, they use him a lot better and a lot more, and he looks really good now. Uh, I wonder if he'll declare. I think he should. Um, and if he does, he he's a day day two pick. So Agreed, yeah. Uh, I put both Oregon corners here. I thought against Wisconsin, they were wonderful. Uh, they're just open field tackling and aggressiveness and feistiness uh, was awesome. Both Thomas Graham and Diamond de Lenoir. I fully I agree that both you could put both of them there and Brady Breeze. Well, yeah, and I already put Javon Holland for sophomore. The whole secondary was really fucking good, and Brady Breeze. <laughs> I don't know if he's gonna come out. It probably won't, but I think he's a junior, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, he, he's just keep having like big games and Breeze big games. and Breeze and Holland, the coolest safety duo in the country next year. Retweet, but yeah, uh, I I'm big fan of both Graham and Lenoir. I think they can both be plug and play nickels in the NFL. 
Yeah, I like them both as well. Uh, do you have anyone else? Uh, Trey Smith in a tax slayer bowl that didn't really matter, but it was a lot of fun. AJ and I both watched it. Uh, Trey Smith was just throwing bodies. He was. Yeah, that was a good performance. <laughs> oh, and sorry, one more. Devin Duvernay. He was yeah. he was the exciting part of Texas against Utah. Just <sighs> he twice had insanely awesome um, tracking ball the ball catches contested catches on uh, slot fades and I think he's a guy who's going to test really well and he's but he's also at the same time got that like Debo Samuel build and yak yeah and he'll be at the senior bowl and he's a guy who I think is destined to be a second round pick why did uh Utah just not show up they never played anyone all year I guess yeah um but I mean specifically their offensive line looked horrible like that's the mm-hmm. I think if you were to nail one reason they were just god-awful against Texas, it would be the offensive line. And this is AJ in the biz. We call this a transition. A guy who looked terrible and is sliding on the board for me is their linebacker Francis Bernard for his performance in the mm. game. I, I have a Utah guy here too, but a little, little less fair than yours, so let's hear yours. So Bernard just... I mean, there was already, I think, when you watch Francis Bernard, what is a positive is the aggressiveness, the consistency as a tackler. What you worry about is the athleticism, uh, his range, and he's more of that old-school thumper. Um, Yep. And he was just, he looked so slow against Texas. And and, and it didn't help because I don't think he's the greatest instinctual linebacker either. And when Mm -hmm. you're that kind of old-school guy in that way, what can help, obviously... With the lack of athleticism, is awesome instincts, and I just don't think he yeah. has those. And he was just out of place a lot and looked really slow. When you're not a good athlete, like you said, an old school linebacker, and you don't have the instincts, that's just a really killer combo. Yeah, like if you were born in 1960, though. <laughs> uh, okay, like I'll, I got a bigger one, but I'll go with a, a lower key one. How about Tyler Huntley? I know it's not like he was high on anyone's board, really, but. His performance in the Pac-12 championship game and then roll into this one, um, just kind of not helping himself in the least. No. Um, okay, I'll go with a controversial one. Uh, Jonathan Taylor. I have him here. Who, I have him here. Have okay. Him here. Okay. Sweet. I thought. I thought. You, I was. I knew you're not the biggest Jonathan Taylor fan, but I thought you were going to disagree with me. No. 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 The fumble. Because the the two things fumble. with him that yeah that we talk about specifically are the fumbles, obviously. Yep. yep. Uh, and the pass catching. Mm-hmm. Um, which I think was overblown, but at the same time he had a bad drop in this game. Yeah. Um, and, and the offensive line didn't really show up. And I just think he's like I'm. If you're taking Jonathan Taylor, I think he, like I still think he's like a plug and play running back, mm-hmm. and I think he's going to give you production. But I just don't think he's got the same upside as some of the other guys. I agree with you. I. Uh, I might regret this. I, I don't. I don't think Jonathan Taylor is special. If, is that a fair thing to say? I, I think that's kind of what I. I guess I'm not explicitly saying it, but I guess that's kind of what I'm getting at when I just like. I think he's really safe, and he's gonna. Things be a good good running back for a long time. I just like. think J, like J.K. Dobbins. I am much higher on. Uh, like, like Jonathan Taylor's a top fifty player on my board. But if we're just talking specifically running backs, I think there's so much more upside with guys like DeAndre Swift, Travis Etienne, or um, J.K. Dobbins. Dobbins. Um, even I think even I'm, like like I have Zach Moss above him too. 
I do too. I, I'm not. I wasn't the biggest Jonathan Taylor fan in the summer, and uh, still aren't. Also, fumbles really bother me. Me too. But hey, Miles Sanders didn't, didn't fumble too much this year, and he was like fumbly as fuck last year. So yeah, but I guess with that, it, Miles Sanders was a smaller. Um, yeah, that's a good point. It was, I, I it was on such saying. a smaller scale. Like yeah. Jonathan mm-hmm. Taylor's three years of it, where Miles yeah. Sanders was basically one year. And Penn State, uh, Penn State didn't really consistently use him until like yeah, until like halfway through the season or three quarters. Of the yeah. Season. So no, I, I sure. guess I don't know. Like sure. if, if we're talking about Jonathan Taylor in the first round, that is not something I want to do. Like give me like I, I would take multiple running backs early day three over Jonathan Taylor in the first round any day. Um, I agree. Yeah. Do you have anyone else? Uh, yes. Uh, Lavert Hill. I thought he oh. just didn't show up against Alabama. He had a rough game. That's that's yeah. a good one. I almost I and, forgot about that. And one. I think it really put like made sense when watching that as why he wasn't a senior bowl invite is just he doesn't have the the athleticism or the physical upside to kind of compete with that level of receiver. Like he he made a nice tackle earlier in the game. I, I, I think it was at the line of scrimmage, but um, after that, uh, what was the one? He just completely lost the ball and was getting toasted consistently. Yeah, it was, it was a rough game from Liverpool Hill. I also put uh, Scott France. I thought he looked really bad against Navy. I don't know if he's going to get drafted, um, at least as a tackle. Uh, mm-hmm. And then Jake Fromm. I know the numbers are fine, but like it just was. It's a, it's always an uninspiring performance. I know. Um, with with this whole offensive line essentially coming out, and Swift and all of that. Do, what do you think his decision is going to be? I think he goes back, but I, again, if he goes, like, there's nothing more he's doing for himself. Everyone knows who he is. We've seen exactly. him play so many games that, like, going back can only really hurt him. So I think. Exactly. But he just seems like the guy to go back. See, for me, like, the staff would have to convince me that, like, I don't know, like, that they're going to up the offense somehow for me to go back there. Like, you open, I mean? open it up. Open it up for Let sure. Let me do yeah. more. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, who's your out-of-nowhere prospect? Uh, I'm going back to one of my boys, the North, <laughs> old Norvell, with his wide receiver, uh, Elijah Cooks, the junior for Nevada. 6'4", 215, had a monster game catching from Carson Strong. Uh, Strong's got the, the legit arm talent, but lots of high balls. But Cooks was going up with his big frame and snagging them. 14 catches, buck 97, almost 200 yards. Touchdown. Um I wanted to go with a small school guy, so I, I, he kind of out of nowhere. I, no way he comes out. I, I see him, but no, that's a good, good one. performance. Yeah, my, my mine's a power five guy who just blew me away in a bowl, mm-hmm. and like a guy who wasn't really on my radar at all. Kalen Curse Thomas, the Arizona State linebacker, and against mm-hmm. Florida State, this guy was just everywhere, everywhere, laying people out, putting his head into chests. Um, he had a my my I think my favorite play was his interception. He uh, he was blitzing, and h- halfway like through his blitz, he realized they're running a screen behind him. And as the running back's going by him, he, he just grabs him <laughs> and, and just slow him down. And then the uh, quarterback tries to like because the running back still got to step on him. Um, the the, the uh, blackman tries to like just pop it over him, and he makes this wonderful interception. And then like that with. He had this huge third down TFL where he just laid the running back out. Um, he's a guy who he lacks some size, but mm-hmm. he's definitely on my radar as a special teams linebacker. 
You worked it in. Good work, Rob. <laughs> uh, prospect who made you look stupid? Uh, you went with Jermichael Hasty. Because this is a guy we, we both kind of liked a bit, and he just didn't do anything. How much do you like him, though? Because, like, like him. do you have a draftable on him? Yeah, I did. Oh, yeah. okay. Do you? No. Oh, okay. I, like a late. I think I had a seventh. I think I had an early seventh or something like that. Anyways, uh, yeah, but <laughs> didn't look draftable in this game. Your prospects to make you look stupid are never high stakes like mine. It's fine, though. Who do you have? Najee Harris, don't you? Tyler Biadish. Biadish. And, and Najee Harris. Najee Harris made me look stupid because I was too low on him going into the season, and now I love him. Uh, and Tyler Biadish just looked terrible against Oregon. Mm-hmm. A lot of, uh, like, or, or obviously Wisconsin is known for running the ball, and they ran for 136 yards, averaged less than four per carry. Um, yep. I thought Biotis struggled a lot with Jordan Scott. Uh, he struggled to get pushed against a guy like that who's a lot bigger. And yep. I think it just kind of like put out there the things you worry about with Biotis are overall athleticism and size and power. Like he is such a high football IQ guy. He attacks angles really well. Um, and and uh, I like his short area quickness. Mm-hmm. But I think there's clearly ways uh, you could beat him, and I think Garrett Bradbury having such a strugglesome season for the Vikings works against Biadish going early. That's interesting, because they're similar the type of centers. They are, they are. look good in the look. Had a pretty good game against the Saints, but yeah. Well, Bradbury was like the one of the worst pass blocking centers of all time as a rookie, so which is something you didn't really expect because I think we were both so high on Garrett Bradbury. Yes. Hey, but listen Listen to our uh, the next episode where we break down biggest disappointment, perhaps. When oh, we break down the whole rookie class. Uh, yeah, be best prospect versus prospect matchup. You already mentioned yours. Yep. Tyler Johnson against Auburn secondary, and he cucked them all, Rob. Minus Wisconsin O-line against Oregon D-line because that was just such an old-school banging football game. Like that, I think that was my favorite game of the bowl season. Um, That's a good pick. It was kind of a strange game just because like Justin Herbert was doing more on the ground than through the air and like Jonathan Taylor had a slow game but it was just such an old school people were flying around uh you you saw lots of uh defensive plays like the weird Brady Breeze punt block touchdown (laughs) like just it was it had strange stuff happening it was just such physical football um so yeah I think that was my favorite just overall game of the Bulls Pasadena looked beautiful yeah, I mean, okay, when when the sun started to set on those Oregon helmets, mm-hmm. that was Apparently amazing. they did that on purpose, too, which is so fucking cool. Yeah, yeah, I, I read that as well. Very cool. Yeah. Um, who had played the box score? You mentioned Derek Brown already. Yep. Uh, I put Jordan Scott here. I just thought he had a really – he just clogged up that uh, the, the middle of the mm-hmm. defense. Uh, had, like, one tackle only. Yeah, I knew yeah. you were going to have him here. So. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I don't think he'll declare, but I like him a lot as just – I think he's a safe nose tackle prospect going forward to look at. How how high are you on him? Like grade wise, draft round like, wise, wow. Uh, like fourth round. Oh, okay, fair enough. I, I think he's good too, and I uh, I agree he's pretty safe. Like if like okay, here, here here's something. Uh, I like I don't know. Here's something like I have something <laughs> really important to say, but I don't. Um, Danny Shelton this year was really good for the New England Patriots at playing his role. If Danny Shelton was a fourth-round pick instead of where he was actually picked, I think people talk about it more positively. I think that's kind of Jordan Scott's role. That that was something, though. Thank and you. it's something I agree with. Okay, prospect is being overhyped. 
I, I don't. I brought. I'm bringing this guy up because I don't think we've talked about it on air. We probably fucking have. But uh, C.J. Henderson still. Uh, have we talked about this yet? With him in general, or no, just him being consistently mocked in the top twenty-ish now. Well, I. I mean, he's. I'm not that high on him. I'll say that. So. I. Where do I have him on my board? I mean, I he's such a gift. Like I, I entering the year, I thought he could end up corner one because he's so gifted. Yeah, uh, obvi- obviously there was the tackling thing and the questions there. Like I don't, I don't think that's an insane thing to say. I guess what works against it is the depth of this corner class. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, but like, I don't think that's an insane thing to say. I, I, it just kind of shocks me that literally every mock draft you look at, he's going. Well, he's a huge name, and it's a mock draft. Yes. He's forty-seven on my board right now. Okay, see, I, I like, I think he's like a day two guy too. But like, there's like to me, it's very jumbled after Jeff Okuda. Really, it's mm, a good point. Um, like, I wouldn't be absolutely shocked to see him go where he's being mocked because again the name and you'd probably test it but like um i'm just surprised it's every single person having him there to be honest fair like i think he, he can be a marcus peters t- type of corner that's how talented he is but in the wrong system he can also struggle like Look peters like did with the rams marks. but <laughs> yeah. then he gets to baltimore and they use him correctly he's awesome yeah good point uh who do you got donovan people's jones just because when he declared like people are fans of him talking about first round talent i just yeah i have a hard time seeing that see i i had him last week and this would have been the perfect week to have him i just i I jumped the gun a bit so i'm glad you got him here but yeah uh that's gonna be an interesting stock to watch small school guy who cut your eye um i'm just going with my favorite guy levi lewis the ull quarterback uh tiny he's 510 190 but he's just absolutely tons of fun and this was a he was really good I, like who, who? How can you not love Levi Lewis, Ralph? How can you not love Levi yeah, he's Lewis? He's Vernon Adams. <laughs> Pretty much. He's he's uh he's thrift store Tua is my take. He's giving me the CFL soon. Levi Lewis is, would be a very good CFL quarterback because he's got like a pretty solid arm. Yeah, no, he, he's interesting. Uh, good I put, athlete. I put yeah. Desmond Ritter, the Cincy quarterback, yeah. mainly for what he did on the ground, and I think yeah, if he I, develops as a passer this year, uh, as a junior this year. Or next year, I guess it is. Well, but yep. twenty twenty, so it's this year. I'm confused. Years don't make sense. But he looked really good on the ground against Boston College he and did. the athleticism, and you see flashes of arm talent. So he he's did. a really interesting guy. And then I also put Malcolm Perry just because, I he, uh, I think he set the single season rushing record for a quarterback. That's kind of crazy. And he ran for over two hundred against Kansas State, and I just think there's a role potentially for him as a slot. Mm-hmm. Scat back, like you gotta kind of like get him on a practice squad and work it. But there's yeah. something there, like Keenan Reynolds. I th- I think he's more like much more athletic than Keenan Reynolds though. Like Keenan Reynolds' running style was so like gritty and physical, and Malcolm Perry's just more of an athlete. I I agree with you, but people like uh, when he was in Seattle, people said the exact same thing. But Keenan Reynolds, like, oh, I think we there's someone we can develop, and they just love him a lot. You know what I mean? Yeah, fair. But yeah, Rit, uh, quick, sorry, quickly going back to Ritter. I I knew he could run, but not like he did. Yeah, he's a be- like I when I watched him over the summer, is like 
because his arm kind of catches your eye and like he moves well in the pocket and everything. But yeah, I, I felt down the stretch he was using his legs uh, as a true runner a lot more, and he was much more effective than I think I realized. Yeah, and like it wasn't the most spectacular game throwing the ball for him, but like every game you watch Ritter, it feels like he's making one or two like okay, that's a legit NFL throw. Like yeah, eye catching throws. And and since he's returning, obviously their coaching staff because uh, Luke Fickle didn't end up Michigan State head coach like some of us thought, um, but he will next year. Um, and, and Michael Warren hasn't declared yet, so like since he's gonna be a team directing with again next year. It's true. Uh, okay, before we get to our national championship pick and preview, AJ, what's up? If you were to gamble on this game, would you the use my bookie? Yes, I would use my bookie. So visit mybookie.ag today, and if you use promo code CHAIR, they'll double your first deposit. Not triple. What? Not triple, that's too much. Not okay. not single, or half it, but double using promo wow. code CHAIR on your yeah. first deposit. Now, if I was a gambling man, and I am, I would do this, because that's... More than the money I had before because it's double. And I would put it all on this game, make myself sweat a little more, and uh, have a lot more on the line, and not be mad that Ohio State got robbed of playing in it. Oh, uh, so visit mybookie.ag today, use promo code CHAIR, and uh, mybookie will double your first deposit. So do that. You play, you win, and you get paid if you win. My bookie. Okay, how'd you do last week? I went uh, 10, 4, and a push. I went 10, 9, 4, and a push. So, I don't know. You're missing a game. Or, I'm missing a game. You're missing a game. How? We picked 15 games. 15? Yeah. What did I... Oh, maybe I went 10, 1, and 4. Will you talk for a second? (laughs) Um, I wanted to flex, because overall in bowl season, I went... 26, 13, and 1. That's 40. I think that's right. I'm not sure either. Uh, and I figured out what I am on the year. I went 98, 81, and 2, which not my best work, but uh, okay, I'll Okay, yo. What's up? Me figuring out what this other game is, is the difference between us having the exact same record on the year or me beating you by one game. Holy fuck. I really, I shouldn't have said all that. Now we actually have to figure this out. Okay, let's figure this out. No, you you added a game. There's four. Did we did I? fourteen bowls last week. Uh oh. Okay, let me figure out my real record then. Oh, I no, I did. Did I? Okay, let me let me figure this out. Did you did you accidentally count? Not count the Virginia Tech loss. No, I got that. Okay. Ooh, five, okay, I'll, I'll go through my picks. This is a good podcast. It, no one's listening right now. Let's oh, I guess it. you only have to add up next the last week's anyway. So, but yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I went. Vatek, that's 0-1 for me. Yes. I had Arizona State covering four. I'm 1-1. One one. Uh, Navy pushed. I'm 1-1-1. One, one one. Yes. I took Georgia State. They didn't cover. I'm 1-2-1. One, one. Yes. I took Utah. I'm 1-3-1. One, one. Okay? Yes. I took Minnesota. I'm 2-3-1. Yes. I took uh, Alabama. I'm 3-3-1. Three, three <laughs> this is so good. I took Oregon. I'm 4-3-1. and basically one. Bill two- Simmons' podcast every week. Oh, hold on. I think I found it. I took I took uh Georgia, I'm five three and one. Then I took Cincy. 
And that was a win. Six, three, and one. Yeah, I added myself a loss. That's what happened. I was okay. So I added myself a loss. Wait, so but I'm, uh, where? I just added one by accident. I I, I went from five three and one to six. Because you and took one. ten, or you took Indiana. I took Indy, and I took. So um, you're seven three and one. Then you took Ohio. Ohio. Made so three one. No, didn't Ohio not cover? No, they covered eight. Oh, sorry, sorry, my bad. So you're That's eight. Okay. Wait, eight three and one. You took Tulane, right? Yep. And then, and then you. This was the difference. Was you took Miami of Ohio, I took ULL, so I went nine, four and one, and you went ten, three and one, right? Yes. So I went ninety eight two and eighty on the year. You went ninety eight two and eighty on the year. Yes. (laughs) Holy fuck! What are the fucking chances? You were so far ahead of me too. And like, I didn't have a bad bowl season. No, like I, 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 I had a winning record. Yeah, so I went 26-12-1 in both. I think I'm I went 22-and-whatever. I'm pretty fucking good. I'm impressive. I'm, 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 I feel like it would be no better way to happen than tie. Sorry, we have one more game, don't forget. Yeah, so, so this is the difference. Holy fuck, this if, is kind of awesome. Well, I mean, unless we take the same team. Which we probably will, but you said before the game, uh, I, I wasn't sure of my pick. You said, let's talk through it, and I don't have an official pick, so you're forcing me to make a pick live. So maybe I'll just go different to, from you to uh, to make this more interesting. Okay. Yes. Okay. That's I like that. Set okay. the game up. It's the national championship game. 8 p.m. Monday, January 13th. Really wish it was Monday, January 6th because this is a long time for us to wait. I know. Number three, Clemson. Taking on number one, LSU. A true Tiger versus Tiger battle. <laughs> Absolutely. The Tigers. Of LSU are six and a half point favorites, total sixty nine and a half at Mercedes Benz Superdome in New Orleans, Louisiana. First of all, is it cool that it's in New Orleans or kind of sucky? I don't think it's sucky. Okay, yeah, not su- sucky. I think it's a bad it, word. Like, but. I think it's cool. I I do think it's cool. Isn't like LSU like the last like four or five national championship games they played were all in New Orleans, which is kind of wild. Be- I believe so. That just feels like such luck. So next next time the championship game's in New Orleans, I'm just going to pick LSU to be there. That's smart. That makes sense. Um, six and a half. It went up. Um, I okay. Let's let's talk this. Do you see the line fluctuating? And if so, which way do you see it going? I would say. Uh, it, 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 the most I could see it moving. Would be an LSU uh, five point favorite. Mm-hmm. Do you see it going? Up? I don't see it going up. I don't see it going up. So because yeah, I, I already I think that's like, a little bit. I kind of surprised that six and a half. I feel like um, Clemson money could come late. I, I think this line can move down a bit. Yeah, that's what that's what I'm saying. I think it can move to five. Also, but I don't think up, it goes up. It's the total is up to seventy and a half now. By the way. Oh, okay. Okay. I, I just check live. Um, Ooh, fancy. Fancy, I know. Would you Would you take that over? I will take. I would take the over. The under, but I don't. I don't feel good about it. thirty. Okay. 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 Let's note yeah. that as a tiebreaker if we both take LSU because I'm taking LSU. All right. I don't. Okay. Fuck it. I'll take the under. 
You just said um, you were taking the under. Don't make it sound like I'm forcing you. <laughs> no, no, you're not. But, like, I don't feel good about it, but I'll take the under. Okay. That, that's only if you're also... Are you taking LSU or are you taking Clemson? I don't know. Okay. I'm not talk, sure. Yeah. We can talk through it a little bit. So, for me, the difference... The, well, I mean, it just feels like it's LSU's year. Absolutely. So, there's kind of that magic factor. Joe Burrow has had a Heisman moment every week. Joe Burrow hasn't had a bad game. Do I really think it's going to come this this week against Clemson? Not no. not particularly because they struggled to stop Ohio State. Ohio State just kept shooting themselves in the foot. They dropped mm-hmm. passes, uh, poor interceptions, but they were there. They were in the red zone. They just three different times. I think they were within or inside the yeah. Clemson fifteen and kicked field goals. LSU doesn't do that. LSU scores there. Um, I also think like LSU is a team where their offensive line is quietly one of the best in the country. Mm-hmm. To go around with everything Joe Burrow can do out of structure, I like the the, like, the Clemson corners are definitely talented. I'm not the biggest AJ Terrell guy in the world. Uh, Nor am I. I. I think overall the Clemson corners will struggle struggle when the play breaks down and, and Burrow's out of structure, and he's got Jamar Chase and Justin Jefferson working open. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's a huge factor. Uh, even like okay, we we saw LSU against Oklahoma. Clyde Edwards Hilaire's hamstring was banged up. And the freshman just came in, and yeah. he was your one of your best freshmen last week. Yeah. And uh, even if Edwards Hilaire's not a hundred percent, which he should be, like there hasn't really been anything negative about him. No setbacks, at least. Yeah. Yes, and, and what he can do in the passing game, and I think basically Clemson's going to need Isaiah Simmons to have the game of his life to be that game changer, like he was against Ohio State, because Clemson's defensive line is. The the their talented guys are young guys, and there just isn't the upperclassmen talent that they had last year, obviously. Mm-hmm. And I think the LSU offensive line can control on a scrimmage. Other side of the ball, like I think it's gonna be a high scoring game. Like Trevor Lawrence is gonna put up points. This LSU defense isn't awesome, and they've got yeah. flashy playmakers and guys like Chazon, Delpit, uh, Fulton. Um, but o- overall, I do think early Clemson's gonna be able to move the ball. Yeah, uh, but. If I had to bet on one of these defenses um, getting a big stop and a big moment, I'm betting on LSU. Uh, I think a guy like Richard Lawrence is kind of like, if I were to put, pick a dark horse guy to just show up and make a, a game-changing play in this game, it would be him. Like, just all, he, He's a guy you know I really like. Not great athlete or anything, but just a lunch pail dude. Mm-hmm. And I, I can see that, that D-line's hefty. And that comes in offensive line. Yeah, they got some senior bowl guys, but I don't think they're – that physically talented mm-hmm. um t higgins and justin ross both really struggled against ohio state they did yeah. t higgins had like one of the worst games of his career both were kind of banged up in there uh and, and um yeah I, I don't know i just i feel like it's lsu's year uh, uh what's your score prediction <sighs> let me think let me think talk to I, i've been thinking about mine that's why that's why i let you talk um okay i'll i'll, I'll do mine i'll do mine so uh, what the whole time you were talking, I was listening. I was thinking. I play with the thought of Clemson. I I, I don't know if this is gonna be a blowout, or maybe that's just because I hope it's not. Um, I think LSU is the better team. I agree with you. I think they're more talented. It feels like their year. Obviously, there's special talents on Clemson. I think like there's gonna be like Clemson's gonna be in this game. I think this we score. We see a lot of scoring early. I see. I think we. Uh, I think it, it gets a little tight in the third and fourth quarter. I think it stays under barely. I think LSU covers by half a point. 
38 to 31 LSU. Okay, I'm going 45-38 LSU. Okay. Also covering half a point. See, if if you if you can have the choice to do so and you do because it's a free country, uh, wait a bit and see how this line moves before you make your bet. And I know that no one's betting when they're listening to us anyways, but... Holy Joe, whoa, you underestimate James and Matt. <laughs> Big shout-out to James and Matt. Um, <laughs> I uh, I think this line goes in Clemson's favor. I, I don't see LSU going more than a seven-point favorite, like as in I think it stays at 6.5 or it goes lower. So I wait. Um, the total might go up, though. That That kind of scares me, but... Yeah, yeah. There it is. Well, good, good, good. That was our best preview ever. <laughs> so thanks for listening. Uh, hey, get ready for this championship game. It's gonna be a hell of a lot of fun. Go Tigers! Go Tigers! Um, listen to our next episode later in the week for our NFL rookie class breakdown, where we talk about awards, best guys at each position, some surprises, some disappointments, all that jazz. And then in the meantime. Follow me on Twitter at Rob Paul NFL and follow AJ on Twitter at AJ Marchese13. And uh, enjoy a stout on me. <laughs> What's that mean? <laughs>